All right, we are sitting down to some Boston Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chow. <laughs> you know, I just realized something. They're going to be like, all these motherfuckers do is eat all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, I mean... It's funny, you know, I'm on vacation here, but, you know, the time Scott and I have together, you know, he's been, had to work the whole time, so yep. we have to we have to double task, you know, double, <laughs> do double duty and eat, eat and podcast at the same time. Well, I mean, this is very true to us, though. This is what we always oh, have yeah. done, you know, it's, it's, it's dinner oh, we, and a movie type of we've thing. Got the, so. We've got the, like, TV trays in front of us, you know, set up in front awesome. of our chairs. Some some sugary soda. Mm-hmm. Scott's got a two liter of mug root beer to it. Yeah, side. there'll be some excellent burps in this episode, folks. Uh, Move this bag so we're not getting any sort of weird audio thing any going bag on. Sound off. All it. right, got to try this meatloaf now. Mmm, yeah, may smell like dog shit, but it tastes really good. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that says something about dog. Maybe you should try some dog shit sometimes. <laughs> awesome. What happened? You got. You guys could save a lot of money, man. <laughs> Convert your food. Well, we got a a little a little little bit of a res, respite 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 in uh, in the movie commentaries. It's not a one that we love, or it's not one that we hate, or mixed on, or you know, this is a this is a pure like Classic. love this movie. Yes. Yeah, awesome movie. Yes. It's the original Heston, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Not that Tim Burton hideous abortion, which you liked a little better than me. But I thought that movie was rocking it pretty good right up until they, they give you the big reveal at the end where I thought, it just sucked. It lost. It ruined the whole movie for me. Well, I liked the fact that, you know, when I first heard that they were doing... You know, that Tim Burton was doing a Planet of the Apes movie, I was very upset. I was like, nope, 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 don't I was remake very it. excited. Really? Yeah. Because I don't want to see a remake of this movie. I don't think you can make it better than this. I, I think this, this version with Charlton Heston, it's great because of who's in it, you know? Right. He's perfect in it. Roddy McDowell, you know, everybody that's there. Kim Hunter. I just, I, I really, really love this movie. I think you'll hear very little bitching from me in this one because there's there's very few scenes in this where I'm like, oh that you know that's stupid that or work. that doesn't work or this is. You know, I do have a few nitpicks if I can remember them when when we get to them or when whatever. When you get to them, you'll remember. Yeah. Them, I'm sure. All right, let's let's uh, let's duly duly do this. All right, we are ready. Okay, we are. We paused or let me see. I think we're just at the. Hopefully you'll hear enough of it in the background that you can sync up properly with when it gets started here. Here we go. 20th Century Fox. You guys hear that? There we go. Now whenever it doesn't go da-da-da-da, da da it always sounds weird to me when it doesn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. It really does. And that completes my final report until we reach touchdown. The way space looks in these old movies, it's great. It reminds me of Barbarella. Barbarella had the same kind of space. I love the spaceship in this, too. Yes. I know it's funny. Logan's middle name. My son, my youngest son, Logan, his middle name is Taylor because of this character. Oh, really? And what's funny is he's never called anything but either Taylor or Bright Eyes in this entire movie. Well, I never noticed you could really make out the date in this version of the DVD. And he left in 1972. That's funny. 
Now, but anyway, they never give his name, anything, any other name in the entire movie, but then when the credits roll, his name is George Taylor. And it's like, why did they even bother to tell you that? You know, they never called him that in the entire movie. A, here's a nitpick. I don't think, I don't think you would smoke a cigarette. I think you're in kind of an oxygen-rich atmosphere in a spaceship. That, right. That cigarette smoke also would be kind of bad for... Um, Sensitive space equipment. I love his monologue here, though. That this sets up the movie perfectly. That you know, it explains his character right off the bat. He's leaving because he felt humanity had nothing more to offer him. He he didn't. He doesn't enjoy the company of other people, and he's out in space as an explorer looking for something that's better than man. I think that sets him up beautifully as a mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I love the dialogue in this. Heston could have played Kirk. <laughs> Hell yeah, he could have. Hell yes, he could have. I would have loved to seen a Star Trek episode with Heston. You know, with Heston? Heston as like Kirk's dad. You know, oh like, like, God! Because that's something we never, you know, other than Spock, that's something we never really got was like Parents' Day. You know, like because uh-huh. there's that great you know, one of my favorite episodes of Next Gen is the one that's uh, I think it's called Family, where Worf's parents come to the ship. I love them. Worf's parents are great. You know, and I would have loved to have seen an episode that you know the the Kirks come to oh visit their, their son. You know. Heston would have and been Heston a great happy been, Kirk. Oh, he would have been great as, as Kirk's father. They're cut from the same... <laughs> that the woman, same, that was the, the only... Same piece of ham. <laughs> the only shot you'll see of her in this, that, where she's alive. Oh, that's right. That She doesn't make it through the crash of the ship. There is a great piece of editing coming up in a little while. I, I've always loved how they worked this, where as they all stand up, they realize that the girl didn't wake up. They all stand, and they turn to her chamber. As they turn, you hear this sound going, and it sounds like a girl screaming, and then all of a sudden the water rushes in, and what it was is it was a seal breaking. But the way it's all edited together with the reveal of the mummy is just, it's perfect, man. It's excellent. And this is a good place to talk about um, um, Jerry Goldsmith's score. Love this score. It's so weird and experimental, and it's just great. I love the score to this movie. Oh, it's almost pure atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, not really melodic at all. It's just pure yeah, yeah. atmosphere. I love stuff like that when it works right. Well, what's funny is that, by all right, this would be one of those ones that I really don't like and don't listen to very often because it's not at all easy listening. There's a lot of, like, weirdness to it. There's a lot of tribal sound. You know, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean... Well, you, you, got... can, you can sense the hand of Serling all over. Oh, yeah. Especially the, the uh, dialogue in it. There's Serling, a Serling, first root, root beer birth there. <laughs> Serling was like a screenwriting... If you were doing a genre movie, Serling was like the seal of, you know, the gold seal for... For you know, genre writing at that. If Serling had his finger in it, you knew it was a couple layers above your average science fiction or horror or whatever. You know, right? And have you ever read the original book? 
I haven't. You know, I just recently started. I, I, I tried to listen to the. Um, it's very different. The, the um, unabridged audiobook, and I didn't make it very far before I got bored with it. It's I got very it different. But it's good. It's just, it's a, you know, it's it's more of a social. It's, uh, it, it reminded me of Gulliver's Travel. Like a Gulliver's Travel right. in space. Right. And then the big. Um, you know, somebody's reading his logs, and the big reveal at the end of the... Do you want me to spoil the book for you? Sure. The big, the big reveal at the end of the book is... It's a spaceship full of apes that are reading his journal, you know, the, the, uh. at the end of it. I knew it had some sort of reveal, something to do with apes, but... I think this is too loud. The problem is, I think this part is loud, but then later on I think the dialogue's, like, just perfect, so... It's a very 2001 yeah. sort of look to it. Just awesome cinematography. Oh, yeah. Crystal, crystal clear cinematography. Um, beautiful widescreen. Very, and, and, and one thing I've noticed of this uh, upon watching it is, is uh, there's just always been really good prints of it, you know? I, I, right. I, it, it, it's... You always picture it as a 60s sci-fi movies as being a little washed out and old film print of it. This always looks like beautiful. The colors are always sharp and the details clear. Well, here's something that'll blow your mind. Something to make, just keep a mental note of as we watch this movie uh-huh. and all the shit that happens in this movie. This movie's rated G. Ah, uh. I mean, so essentially this has got the same rating as, like, Bambi or something, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this movie, right off the bat, we get the dead girl mummy. Later on, we're going to get all kinds of uh, bare asses. Uh-huh. Somebody gets shot in the fucking throat. The throat. We get Charlton Heston dragged around through the whole movie. I mean, there's all this stuff that happens. It's wicked violent. He even says, damn you, at the end. Yeah. God damn you. Yeah. I'll my face. <laughs> yeah, watch this. As he stands up, that sound's gonna go off. See, that's perfect. It just gives that edge to the to the creepy mummy yeah. reveal. I love their spaceship too. Now I promise I'm not gonna talk too much about future stuff. But it always did kind of drive me a little bit crazy that as much as I love Escape from the Planet of the Apes, I think that's the only sequel that's, you know, right up to par with this movie. But they escape from the Planet of the Apes using this spaceship. And it's like, how the hell did they get this ship out from the lake and and restore it and everything and make it actually function, you know? I want to know what happened to that project that they somebody was supposedly working on. I don't know if it was a comic or a graphic novel or a book or whatever. But there was supposed to be something coming out that was going to be this movie, but entirely from Landon's perspective. And what happened to him between like this part and then later on when it's revealed what happened to him, you know? Like, you know, what what was his adventure like? And I don't know whatever happened to it. I don't know if it ever came out or got shelved or 
Whatever, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, that's beautiful cinematography. Where is this? Do you know? It looks like out west. It looks like Colorado or Utah. Not Utah, like Arizona, maybe? I don't know. Charlton has to, has he died yet? Yeah, he's dead. He died? Yeah. It was sad. Did you ever see uh, True Lies with Schwarzenegger? Yeah, but a long time ago. I love, he's, he plays the uh, Nick Fury homage in that movie. He would have been a fucking great Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. Because he totally, by that time, he totally had that grizzled, right, you know, the voice. Yeah. I love Charlton Heston. I need to see more of his movies because every movie I've ever seen with him in it, I really enjoyed. I just haven't seen very many of them. I love that his paddle right there—it looks like a giant spatula or something. <laughs> it's a space paddle. But this spaceship does not look too. It doesn't look like a ridiculous sixty spaceship. No, you know? it's a little stylized, but it's still. It's. I mean, so far. It's not too anachronistic, you know what I mean? It's it's aged really well. Yeah, it has. It looks a lot like some of the um, some of the projections I've seen NASA drawing up for like the next level right. of of spaceship, you know, beyond the space shuttle. Well, it looks like it was funny. We were watching that that Disney show or that documentary about Disney and them doing the you know basically how Disney like nudged our the whole space. Oh yeah, um, but they had. Um, Oh, what's his name? Von Braun. Yeah, and Von Braun was showing his uh, his rocket that he was saying, you know, we could possibly do that. It was sort of a rocket with a prototype space shuttle on it, and it looked sort of like this. It was very much so. I love too that they've got pretty, you know, pretty accurate to like NASA uniforms of the yep. time. You know, so they're not all, you know, Buck Rogery looking like with the with the funny arm things and all that. You know, it really looks. I'm telling you, Rod Serling. I'm telling you, Rod Serling's finger in it. You know, he always was just like. Just so many, so many beautiful long shots. The color is just oh yeah, gorgeous. It always drives me crazy when people, especially people that have never watched one frame of this movie, run it down as, you know, they just dismiss it as, oh, that's stupid, you know, but it's not, this is actually a really intelligent movie with very good, you know, satirical commentary, you know? Oh, well, you know, nobody was saying shit about it when it came out. When this came out, this thing was a fucking, oh, yeah. you know, a, a phenomenon. Now, you realize this came out when we came out, right? Yeah. 1968. Look at it. It's still, it's still awesome. It looks so good. Hey, just like us. 1968 and still awesome. Still awesome and looks good. You see, if I were them, I'd be pissed because I'd be like, 
God damn it, we're on another planet and it looks just like Earth. <laughs> Where's the red sky? Where's yeah. the green alien women? Exactly. You know what I never really thought of before is, uh, I wonder if there was any sort of controversy or stink or whatever about Dodge. I never really thought about that before, but this being 1968, that still could have been a big deal, you know? Right. Well, I mean, Uhura had already happened. That's true. I like Dodge, too, because he's, arguably, he's the smartest member of the crew in this, too. Right. He's the scientist. Science officer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, Ro, I'm telling you, Rod Sterling was probably like, you know. See, I really like Landon. I like his character. He's the only one that stops to think for a minute, you know, about, you know, he, he's still attached to the old world, whereas Heston's already dismissed it as, you know, that it's, it's dust, you know. And I like that they cover that whole that whole thing that like a lot of sci-fi movies just gloss over. Right. He sort of looks like an ape. <laughs> he does. He does. It's still just a theory. It's a fact, Landon. Buy it. You'll sleep better. Nothing will grow here. There's just a trace of carbohydrates. All the nitrogen has locked into the nitrate. Whatever that means. No dangerous ion, is it? No. Well, if there's no life here, we've got just 72 It needs some of that power drink from... Uh, what the hell was the name of that stuff? Ronto or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Brondo. Brondo. It needs some Brondo. It's what Rock craved. One of these days when I've got a hell of a lot more time on my hands, I need to pause that part and count the stars. I've always been curious if how many stars are on that flag. Ah. You know, if it's supposed to be futury, you know? Because that's... Evidently, the, there's that one episode of Next Gen where they beam aboard that piece of, like, an old NASA ship, and it shows a, a flag on there, and the flag has, like, extra stars on it and stuff because it's supposed to be, you know, a few years in our future yet. Uh. really is beautifully directed. It's just gorgeous. I'm cold. Are you cold? Is no. it chilly in here? No? Like five minutes ago, I was burning up. Now I'm freezing. That's a great sign. <laughs> I love the music. The movie has so many long, just gorgeous long shots in it. You don't... I'm just glad that they finally released it in widescreen because I always suspected it, it had a much yeah. bigger, you know, beautiful feel. But you know, for years it was only available in like crappy pan and scan yeah. videotapes. You know, that could take that takes so much away from a movie to yep. to just twist it out of its original the way it's supposed to look. 
think I'll just lay down here on my belly and rest. See, I think there's something to be said for movies, especially science fiction movies, that were made like this. This movie takes its time right, getting to the story, you know? Well, it's... At, it's like, if you set an atmosphere that that is interesting or fascinating, that's very Star Trek-y for me. I was just going to say, this is one of my few nitpicks. I, this scene to me always looked really cheesy. And I never quite understood it. Because I think you could make an argument that they were setting up something for the next movie. Because remember, this is the area he goes and wanders and encounters those mutant freaks. But I think they weren't even thinking that no, far they, ahead. I of think this they point. were just trying to make it look otherworldly. Oh no! The Gordon's throwing rocks at us. <laughs> but look at those rocks, if those man! Are, if those are just fake those Star are like Trek real rocks. Yeah, they do. They look really real. They're goddamn huge, too. And Water check. <laughs> I watered my pants just now. <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm a sucker for a slow-paced movie if it if it it's brings me into its world. Right. Uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture. This one of my all-time favorites is uh, the last Stanley Kubrick movie, Eyes Wide Shut. I was the only one. I was the only one in my group awake at the end of that movie when we went to see it in the theater. Man, I wish we had time. I could totally go for doing a commentary for Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I may do that on my own at some point. Serious, I might just because I want people to be able to see that movie the way I see it, you know, and appreciate it. You know, because there's just two. I'm still to this he day. He looks I'm, like an Amish guy too. He does. <laughs> it's just that haircut. I love it. I love it that Charlton Heston, and then the way they set him up and his attitude and everything, and he's the guy that ends up defending the human race later on. It's it's just perfect. Great Writers could really take a take a look at this and oh yeah, see how every line of dialogue adds something to a character, something to the story, something to the to the mood. But what's unfortunate though is that is that people don't. You know, they look back on this one and all they see is the cheese. They don't see. The there brilliant is, movie. Well, hidden, the, here, here's you know. the thing: is I don't see much cheese in this movie. Really, you know, I guess the '60s sort of music might be taken as kind of. But no, I, I think what it is, I think it's the, the the basic concept is what a lot of people can't get past is is the actors in the chimp costumes and stuff. They just look at it and go, "Oh, that's completely stupid." Even though it was like the most 
state of the art. <laughs> Won an Oscar for yeah, for makeup effects, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this movie made Stuart Freeburn, you know. The build-up here, this, this slow build-up is what makes, what sells all the stuff, what sells the apes as they come in. It brings you into the world. So right, like, right, exactly. By the time there's apes running around, it, it fits, it works. I think that's why the they did it this way. I think this is why the director did it this way, where you don't see the apes till. Jesus, what are we? We've got to be 20 minutes into this movie. And by the time we see him, it's going to be probably a solid half hour to 40 minutes before we even see the first gorilla. And I think that's why. Because I think, you know, I think it's very much like Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. It it was at a point where people are either going to completely buy this or they're going to be like, that's the stupidest shit I ever saw. And the whole movie's going to... And hinged on that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. You either completely buy it or you completely walk away from it. And there's no middle ground. I love this. They find life, right? It's the first life they've seen. They're all excited. So what do they do? They dig it up. It's like, what the hell, you know? Uh You better hope so. Well, even so, if that's the only plant there, it ain't going to feed them for long. (laughs) If it's even edible. I mean, you know, buying into the theory that we all we all came from the first time two amino acids came together, you know? Right. What if some ast- ancient astronauts had picked up those two amino say, acids at the very time that, you know, they were coming together? Out of, I thought you were going to say some ancient asshole. Some <laughs> ancient asshole got a hold of those amino acids. And... <laughs> Yeah, they're screwing up the the sequel, Planet of the Plants. <laughs> Day of the Trippage. I still have never seen Day of the Trippage. I saw it when I was a kid, but I don't remember a thing about it other than it was kind of cheesy. I, I know a lot of people said it used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I've heard that too. Sorry, I'm backing up a little bit to blow my snaz, so it's not so noxious. I don't know why. Those potatoes bothered. are great, man. Did you? You've got the same potatoes, right? I did get the. Um, I did get them. Well, I noticed our our uh, the girl who waited on us. That was her pin. Said my favorite side is the loaded yeah, mashed right. potatoes. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I said, "What are those?" And she goes, "Loaded mashed potatoes. They're awesome." She looked like she might have eaten quite a few. <laughs> oh, that was wrong. No, that was wrong. She was, she was she a very was, nice she girl. She was nice. She was really nice. I'd love to know where this is shot at. I mean, it's it, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It must. The problem is, like in the American desert and all that area. Is Jawas. The music is very similar. It is. It, it is. I actually. guess rock rock desert music is has a certain feel to it. <coughs> I never really made that connection until just this moment, but yeah, it does. It feels a lot like that sequence, doesn't it? <laughs> 
and it's kind of Twilight too, just like in. Yeah. WTF? about filming out in the desert is there's no people around but there's shitloads of airplanes because they fly all the planes right. out of that place in case they crash so they must have been constantly like not only waiting for planes to go overhead but that I mean that that is Star Trek all the way yep yep totally well, you know, Logan's Run's not too far in his future either, and I, I find that the two of those soundtracks share a lot in common. Hell with the scarecrows. More swearing in a G movie. Yep. It's so funny that this movie would be PG now, in this, like, crude times where you can watch TV and it's like, you know, there's nudity and swearing on TV now, for the most part. Right. And... And this would be rated PG, but it was G back then. It's so bizarre, you know? The... Well, there, there were actually some science fiction movies that lobbied the uh, Motion Picture Association to, to give them a PG rating because they considered the G rating the kiss of death. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to go see a G movie? See, bare asses. Well, that's the thing is, you could... Uh. Well... Here's another thing. All right. They narrowly escaped drowning in their ship, and now they're like, Woohoo! Water! Let's go swimming! <laughs> they've been walking they've through been the... walking in the heat. Yeah, yeah that's they've true. been walking through that desert for God knows how long. All irradiated. <laughs> exactly. Taylor, look at this. Dude, I want to see your thing. Whoa, whoa what's going on there? What? <laughs> it says, look at this, and it all looks like they were looking at the black guy's out. junk for a minute. Holy shit, Bigfoot! parts of the weakest Kevin Smith movie that Jay and Silent Bob strike back was their parody of of the this sequence of the Planet of the Apes. I don't remember that. What did they do? Oh, he, he told the whole story. It, it showed like Dante Dante getting chased down by the apes and then the apes like an ape Jay and Silent Bob in front of the convenience store. I guess I need to see that again. I only saw it once and really didn't like it. 
I loved it, but I thought it was one of his weaker movies. But yeah, it it cracks it. It's almost like his version of a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like a victory lap sort of thing, like just doing a. All their supplies on. I forgot about I forgot about this part. I like that how it shows you know what they were eating off you know how they were surviving all their scientific stuff and everything. Well, they're slowly getting stripped of everything. They got they right. lost their ship. Now they have no clothes. Right. They're getting stripped right down to their aunt. You know, no 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 supplies are getting they're getting taken right down to just they're just naked apes. Now you know they're no different than. And uh, and Heston gets robbed of his voice. So basically, almost everything that all the all the trappings of, of being human are being slowly taken away from him. I always like this scene a lot. Well, at least they haven't tried to fight us. Because right at the very point where he says something about ruling the planet, they all stop, and it looks like they're responding to what he said, but they actually have picked up like the scent of the apes. Of the but apes. it's just beautifully directed in that. Part. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of that going. She's got nice plucked eyebrows though for a, <laughs> a cave woman. That's the, that, that's, the, that's the thing about the cave women is like, how are they shaving their legs so nicely? Yeah, they should have. They should have like, their legs should look like my legs. I see, they all stop and look at him. I love that. It's like they're responding to what he and he's. You can see he's even for just a moment yeah. like, did they understand me? This is beautiful. The score in this part, the way it's direct, oh, it's just awesome. This is like, this is just one of the most um, iconic. iconic sequences yeah. in a, in a in like yeah. movie history. It's, you know. Well, it's brilliant, too, I mean, because even, you know, the apes' presence, presence is felt well before we see them, but they, they just, they hold that reveal until the perfect time. Because here they come, but you don't see them, you just see the, the brush. Yeah. yeah. Great. Is she the woman that w- that married uh, George Harrison? Oh, you know, I think she is. Yeah, I think I think so. 
I love just, this. It, See, that's very Kirk-like right yeah. there. See, he gets captured. Oh wait, no, he does. He doesn't get captured. That's right, he gets away. I forgot about that. And we won't see him again for quite a long time. And somehow or other, I, I never had figured this out, how he knew it, but somehow Heston knew... Or no, that's right, he's he's near Landon when Landon gets... Uh, gets Wraithen. Not Landon, Dodge, rather, when Dodge gets shot. He sees him get shot. Oh, I forgot that... That's right, Landon got captured. That's right, I thought he got away. He does get captured. But again, we still won't learn his fate for quite a while. Yeah, Heston sees Dodge get shot, but he never found out what happened to Landon. I love that. Even like the the monkey sounds, the hoo 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 hoo. That's all done on instruments, you know. It's yeah, all yeah. Like with woodwinds and shit like that. It's pretty awesome. stunt work in this part too. I mean, some of these guys are falling like head first and stuff off these cliffs. It's great. Well, let's make it ah, right yeah. there. I mean, that's like holy shit. I'm wondering why these. Oh. And I remember that's where issue one of the comic ends with him getting shot in the throat and falling down. And yep. I remember when I was a kid, I read the comic before I read the book, and I'm like, well, that's messed up. They shoot, the, they kill the hero in the first comic. How I'm glad you brought work? that up about the comic because that was one thing I was I meant to bring up. It's Mowgli. Is that, uh, yeah, it does look like Mowgli. Is that uh, again very much like Logan's Run? That's creepy for a G yeah. rated G movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the comic, the Marvel Comics adaptation of this, very much. You know, added into my my enjoyment and my fascination with this movie because the Marvel comics adaptation is actually very really good. good. It's very uh, very faithful. And they did. I don't remember if they did the first Apes movie as one of those Power Records, but I know they did some of the le- the latter ones like Beneath uh-huh. and stuff as the Power Records, which you know, again, the art and everything was just really good in those. Smile. <laughs> See, he sees them do that. That's one of those things, though, that I think that, you know, when I was talking before I about love the this architecture. Oh, yeah. I would is. love to live in a place like that. Oh, yeah. I think this is one of those things, you know, that that when you talk about some of the cheese in this, is that maybe it's not necessarily cheesy, but it's one of those things where you can't quite escape, you know, the. You, you kind of have to have that suspension of disbelief. That they're speaking English. That it's in, you know, well, that he doesn't question the fact of that there's, you know, that they're speaking English. So it's one of those things. Is there a Star Trekian universal translator type of deal going on here, or 
Or did he not under? Yeah, you know, it would have Something. been neat if he didn't understand him. And, and well, in the book, he learned their like, you know, he learned their language. Right. But I mean, you know, in the part where he tries to write a message to them, yeah, you know, why would he bother to write a message to them? Yeah, unless he realized they were speaking English and and he thought that they could read it too. So it's little things like that that you know you kind of have to overlook. Because otherwise the internal logic of the movie kind of falls apart, you know? Well, it would be awkward if they had to have a whole sequence of him learning their language and, and, and that subtitle it. I did. You know how he looks down his nose But I just, I think it steals just a bit from the reveal at the end of the movie with the fact that, you know, why did he never question their language and, you know, their certain aspects of their culture and stuff? I like how there's prejudice within the ape world by right. different kinds of apes. And where's a hole in his neck, though? <laughs> I think uh, Kim Hunter as uh, Zira is one of the, the big, big things with this movie, too. I think she's just great. Good morning, Dr. Vera. Good morning, Julius. How's our patient today? No change. The minute you open the door, he goes into the back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. He's perfectly tame. They're all tame until they take a chunk out of you. Well, bright eye. Is our throat feeling better? Still hurts, doesn't it? See? He keeps pretending he can talk. That bright eye is remarkable. I love their body language too. They're just not people in ape suits. They've got a whole like they've just got little little chimpanzee, you know, twitches and ticks. Now what? Yeah, come here. Come here. Just a little closer. He's great too. Yeah, yeah, I love that he was watching this entire thing. I'm so glad you could come, sir. He's over here. See, somehow or other, something happened behind the scenes, and I think the thing with Landon, whatever happened, already has happened. So he's already aware of what's going on with Charlton Heston. Uh, I, I think so. Anyway, I've. You know, after years of watching this movie over and over, I, I started to put that together. That see, I think he already knows something's up. I love the costumes too. I always wanted to get the uh, the Migos that they put out, the Mego figures. 
Because that jacket that Zaius has got, I always reminded me a lot of that jacket that Luke Skywalker's yeah. wearing at the end of, of the first movie. Uh-huh. Man has uh, no understanding. He can be taught a few simple tricks, nothing more. <laughs> I'll buy that. Fuck you. <laughs> According to my experiment. It might have been, this might have been a PG movie if he could have spoke right. Right, yeah. Ah, that's why they're shooting them. Yep. The sooner he is exterminated, the better. It's a question of simian survival. I love the way they walk. Is this the one you wanted, Doctor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. I want a present. <laughs> yeah, we even shaved her legs for you. <laughs> well, they're talking about like how they have clothes. These guys have clothes. Yeah. She's like, well, <laughs> mounter. <laughs> now, you see, if I had my own Disney World, I would build Planet of the Apes land. That would be cool. I would have Planet of the Apes land. I'd have Escape from New York land. You know, that's you raise an interesting point. I wonder why there's never been a, a Planet of the Apes thing at any uh, amusement park, at least not that I'm aware of anyway. Because this awesome. was a huge, uh, I mean, before Star Wars, this was one this of was the pretty big, much it, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was action figures and board games and lunch boxes and the whole night. I mean, this was a huge um, TV shows, records, books. Yeah, what do you what do you call that Fra- franchise? I guess, yeah. yeah. It was. It was huge. Yeah, I remember like the Migos. There was the Migos, and then there was like the play sets, and yeah. then they even, I think they even had vehicles and uh-huh. shit, didn't they? What I was telling you about. It was, it was huge. Roddy McDowell. Hello, Bright Eyes. He's dead know. now, too. It makes me sad watching movies like this where like all the people are dead Everybody's now. It's dead, like, yeah. oh, it just kills me. I love Roddy McDowell, man. Again, Good morning, Doctor a... You uh, know my uh, Doctor Cornelius, my fiance. Of course, the young ape with a shovel. I hear you're planning another archaeological expedition with the academy. And you know another another Rod Sterling little uh, trademark is, you know the intel the, the the heroes are the scientists and the thinkers and right. 
Right, and the, the nerds, these these are the nerd apes right here. They're bullied around by the gorillas and... <laughs> right by the hair of the head, too. All right, time to, time to bring some Kirk on his ass, has to Yeah, he does, too. <laughs> I love this. You can see that he can, he can clearly, he can fight, right? There. That's totally Kirk right there. <laughs> right? In the, in the kidneys and then in the solar plexus. Now he's going to get scalded on top of everything else that's happened to him. Now he's burned. shit around <laughs> he should have done that he should have thrown his shit at the uh, at the apes yeah see You're, uh, there's yeah, another something yeah something's going on here with with he's like what are the, he's like he's starting to know that the men have intelligence but he doesn't care he's still still into wiping them out you know well one of the things I really like in this that I think is a, is a great social commentary in this movie is much much later that Heston is the one that points out that the guy who's in charge of the science, you know, of the planet and, and you know, the, the guy who's supposed to be advancing their knowledge and their understanding of the universe and how things work is also chief defender of the faith. Right. And, you know, the guy's really quick to defend himself and say, you know, there's no conflict. There's no conflict. But clearly there would be a conflict. Yeah. And we've seen the same thing happen in our, in our own society hundreds of years ago. And, like, you know, the, the Catholic, you know, the the Roman, you know, Roman Catholic Church was basically the government. Right. You know, yet at the same rate in charge of defending the, everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was... It, you know, I think that's a great commentary. I, I right mean, there. I, I mean, really, America is one of the it was pretty much the first country to be like, "Hey, we're going to be a secular." Yeah, or, or you know, we're going we're going to separate our religion from our government. And I like I like how the apes are like they have some you know modern technology, but they don't have any. Engines, right. combustion, or anything, but they have cameras and guns, and and I like that because it's like you know they they've evolved into an ape world, which is actually a little more fit into the nature than a human world, actually. See, this is one of those internal logic things that. You know, he never seems to question their ability to read what he writes, which... Right. All he has to do to, to, to test, to see if it's working is say, write this, and if he can write what he tells him to. Right. Or answer a question.
See, when they're talking like that, it looks fine. But when he, it was actually showing him forming the words, and his mouth didn't conform yeah. at all to the syllables, that was... Yes, they did, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> by this I time, it. by this time, I would. If I had a monkey who was talking to me, I wouldn't be condescending to him at this point. Right. You know? I love. He says, you know, you can't. The flight is a scientific impossibility. So he makes a paper airplane. It's great. It's great. It's not very often you would see Roddy McDowell as any sort of antagonist, but he's great in this. <laughs> Look, he gives it. <laughs> like, you're so full of shit. So stay at G movie. God, couldn't you just see these eight buildings in Disney World? I could. I could totally With see the door, this. like that door. I could see a like prefabricated Disney door. What just the hell like that. property is this now? Is it still CBS Fox? Or I don't what? know. It could have changed hands. By yeah, I, I really don't. I don't know whose property this is. I mean, anymore. when it was a TV show, it was on CBS. But you're right, though. I would love to see this in a theme park or so. That would be great. I would love it to be a theme park. Yeah. You just go run. A, be great exercise. You go run around and have apes chasing on horses with nets. I could. I could totally go for that. Well, when two true freaks gets insanely rich we'll build Planet of the Apes world I, I still I really want to escape from New York world it would be awesome what did Taylor exactly the proof you needed a mutation a missing link between the unevolved and the apes I am not a missing link I am not a missing link what if you were a missing link the parchment uh-oh. Uh-oh, don't say that about the sacred scrolls, dummy. Maximus. <laughs> a, a man, Dr. Maximus. I can see it's a man. I love that. 
What is he, Hannibal Lecter? A toy. It floats on the air. A dear Try it. Nonsense. I love it. That's that's totally <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. The politician is just like, I don't even want to know. Right. I don't, I'm not even going to try it. You right. Know? What's up, Lieutenant? We're taking number four over to surgery in five minutes. Haven't read it. How come? The beast's throat's nearly healed. It's not his throat this time. The vet's going to gild it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that woke me up. <laughs> See, I think he just said that orders come from Dr. Zay. So he he... Clearly yeah. knows that something's going on here. I like that. I like that there's that subtext, you know, and you, you never really get the full reveal on that, but clearly something was going on behind the scenes. If only you knew what they're going to do. <laughs> Guess what? Still I would kick him right in the balls at this He's going to beat the shit out of him here in a second. Come on, yeah, Kurt. There he goes. More Kurt. Yeah, I know. I love oh, oh, elbow to the head. This is great right here. I'm telling you, dude, you know, I joked about this before, but the more I think about it, the more I think you could make a really good comic book miniseries out of a mashup between Star Trek and Planet of the Apes. Replace Heston's character with Kirk. I think it could be fucking great. Oh, my God. Imagine, all right, something happens, and Kirk winds up in this situation... And you've he got would, like Spock and McCoy trying to, yeah. Thing. I think I think it could be great, but you know, at the very end of it, replace the whole reveal with Kirk doing the classic like, you know, your God's a computer type of thing with this society and trying to talk them into, you know, I could totally see that. I really could. We had a cat once. And the next day, the cat was going to the vet. My dad looked at the cat. He goes, you're going to get denutted tomorrow. <laughs> the cat got up, went outside, never came back. <laughs> and lived out in the barn. And, we, and, we would, and it was like a lap cat. It was a rubber dummy cat. You'd see it in the barn, and I'd be like, kitty. And it would take, take off. It's a man. <laughs> that kid looks like Lumpy from... <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, need him in the face. I <laughs> that was one wussy kick too, and the guy just falls over. That's hysterical. Now, like I said, I don't have too many nitpicks with this, but one of them is there's this really goofy camera thing coming up in a minute that's just fruit stand. Yeah, oh, fruit stand has to always get oh, knocked off. That was good. This is great. I'll tell you, the monkeys don't, the apes don't climb as fast as they should, though. This is 
like one of the classic Hollywood chases here. Yeah. I love that they ride the horses right up the stairs and everything. Oh, that really looks like it's choking the shit out of him too. Look, oh yeah, he's holding, look at his face is like, is like, evil, <laughs> it's like Evil Kirk beat red. That's some great uh, stunt work right there. Right here is that goofy camera. That's what, just... The crotch shot? Yeah, it's just a yeah. bad angle or something there. No, <laughs> he, he literally jumped that over was the cool. camera. <laughs> That's very Star Trekian too, with the music going like da da. Love the score in this part, though. So atmospheric. I mean, God, I just would love to live in a building like yeah. that. Yeah. The Monkey Museum. I love it. It, well, I haven't said this yet, but I'm a fucking fan of mo monkey movies. I love any movie with monkeys <laughs> in it. And this is like as ultimate a monkey movie as you can get. Oh, yeah. This is like the... <laughs> I love this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Oh, oh, poor bastard gets shot in the back of the head again. See, I'm telling you, he gets dragged all over and, oh. Life's a drag. <laughs> he beats his ass. You gotta feel bad for him, though. I mean, he just, he just can't get away. <laughs> Poor Charlton Heston. Puts the lotion in the basket or he gets the hose again. 
Oh, I love it. Oh, here's here comes our freak quote coming up too. <laughs> Where are you taking her? <laughs> I love this. You freak! <laughs> oh my I do that all the time too. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Well, at least they didn't cut his balls off. Yeah, he did. He did seem it's, to escape uh, that. They, they, they did seem to drop that. So really, all so who is going to be the new Adam out of all three of you? <laughs> all right, well, I'll be Adam today, and you can be Adam exactly. next week. And... That, that's what I want. If there were four of them, why didn't they have two women and two men? I don't know. Maybe she was just really kinky. That's a that's a very limited genetic uh, <laughs> starting point. She's got a creepy smile on. I guess. <laughs> no, I wish I hadn't. Reaching through the bars. What's happening to Charlton Heston? <laughs> what are you doing to Charlton Heston? That <coughs> was you that pointed out something I never noticed in this movie before. Is when they've got the tribunal going later on. And he's, somebody's talking, I forget what, and they're making a point that they don't want to deal with. And one of the apes is covering his, his ears, and one's covering his mouth, and one covering his I never noticed that before, and it's hysterical. What is this, a little ape juice? Ape happy juice? Or? I don't know. Is it scrolls, or what is that he's saying? I don't know what that is. It almost looks like bottles. Yeah. Where have you been? They were already standing up to begin with. <laughs> exactly. You see that? Make up your mind. This is our hot of the night. 
I love how they make every ape look just slightly different, you know, right. so you can identify all of them. Clean up the beast. rags he's wearing give off a stance that's offensive to the dignity of this trivial. You know, every girl said that to me that I've dated Bare too. ass. More bare ass. That looks like Han Solo and Carbonite if they scramble them. You asked for the opportunity to Surely you must know why you're here. At the very least, this man... Yes, I do, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> okay. This exhibit is indeed a man. Therefore, he has no rights under eight law. Well, Dr. Zimmer, this is a man, is it not? He is oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it does look like Han Solo back there. If you've been run through a blender before, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the Picasso version of Han Solo and Carbonite. Is he not man? He is Devo. <laughs> I think Dr. I like his hair. I think Dr. Zayas is related to uh, to uh, um, what's his the the other general. It's a trap. Scientists, my favorite Yeah, so what? Wouldn't that be pretty fucking... Uh, I would be pretty impressed with that, you know? Yeah. But then again, you know, this may seem ridiculous, but you know, a hundred and some years ago, there were people who were talking about black people like this, you know, slaves mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah. this. So I guess. Well, I like that his. 
you know, this ape's test of his intelligence is to ask him questions directly related to their society. Yeah, like that trivia he can't, questions. Yeah, he can't possibly know. I like that. Isn't that a? There's, it's actually there's like a, a Lincoln quote, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did I tell I, you? I don't know, man. If 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 you end up have if you're a human having an argument with a monkey these days, I think that's pretty much you know he's way above like cocoa level. He ain't like. Taylor, good human. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, want candy. Look, just now, put, wouldn't that be great if Coco the gorilla like kicked the shit out of everybody and, <laughs> and sign language, get your damn dirty hands off, <laughs> you damn dirty human. <laughs> I think this is the point where Taylor should just be like, look, dude, just put me in gla- behind glass at the local mall so I can whack off and throw shit whenever I want to, and, you know, I'll be all right. Yep. Is it a joke to seek the truth about this man? Yeah. 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 See, it's Zaius that proposes all this, so he already right. knows. He's got it all set up. Yeah, yeah. he he knows the threat it would. He, he basically, it's a religious threat. You know, if right. if, if a human's intelligence is intelligent, it, it's going to make people question their their religious faith. Right. So he quashed it. God damn, I can see that place in Disney World. You know? <laughs> That's the Ape Lagoon right there. And then, and then, have, and then you can go have and have shows down there. <laughs> <laughs> they have a giant lawgiver that comes out in the lagoon and opens up at some point. <laughs> See, Zayas is setting him up. Yep. Michael Landon? <laughs> pa! <laughs> pa, what have they done to you? Oh, that's the worst haircut ever. Did you know about this? No, I, I swear, I never saw this man before. But then... You did it. You did it. <laughs> I love that. See? Go kick his ass, Kirk. I like that. I, you know, it never really occurred to me how Kirk-like he is. Oh, he really he's, is. He's yeah. He's I ready mean, to just. Well, go. it's, it's <laughs> this guy's clubbing a, a fucking uh, Heston and lobotomized <laughs> dude. He's hitting him in the ass. That's how you motivate those guys. <laughs> Shatner, he and Shatner are, are you know, they, no matter what role you put them in, there's always going to be, they're always going to be half Heston and half Shatner, you know? 
I like he whacked that one guy that had the guys like hold his eye like Wah! God damn it, is the only mode of transportation in your world net? <laughs> Can I go someplace not being dragged in a net? <laughs> Just no skin left on his ass after being <laughs> drug everywhere. Let me let me tell you, apes, you guys haven't progressed past net technology. <laughs> That's their version of the internet. <laughs> they just logged him onto the internet by hitting him with a log and throwing a net on him. that because it's very quiet and subtle but he's telling them basically give them the, the rope yeah. they need to hang themselves this movie would never fly these days too much talking and it's too intelligent i yeah, think that's yeah. part of the reason why why it's gotten the reputation it's gotten there it is yeah there i is. love that it's subtle too it's not total like if they did it, it is these very days, subtle if they did it these days they they would look <laughs> I love it. I love it. Classic Rod mm-hmm. Serling yep. uh, subjects. And I like how they have the little rock salt and pepper shakers in front of them, though. God damn, he spends half this movie with his face beat red. <laughs> you know, it's it's no, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that he objected to sequels on, a, on an artistic level, but I think... You know, I could easily see him objecting to it on a physical level. Then. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ! Well, I no, mean, that's he goes he's like he's like Shatner. He go, they, he puts himself into his role. You know, he oh yeah he. I like these love two that so much. Body language is yeah. just awesome. I really like those two. Okay. <laughs> As if I had any choice. <laughs> I 
That's what the Empire needs. It needs a few guerrilla soldiers. In yeah. It. You know, you got you got your standard stormtrooper. You got your snowtrooper. You got your speeder bike trooper. You need your ape trooper. I could go for that. Maybe would if we ever get make comics, we could do a Planet of the Apes Star Trek and a Planet of the Apes Star Wars mashup. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> you believe I never noticed he was smoking before? Oh, Heston's probably like, God damn it. Give me one of those. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll say anything you I want. I literally never ride. noticed that before. Yeah, like it behind the scenes, he'll yeah he'll he'll cop to it. You right. Know? He'll say, "Oh yeah, I don't believe that religious shit, but I got to go along with it because I'm right. a typical pol." It's just. Yeah. This is Kirk like too. Now he's playing with his head. He's like, I under- okay, now I understand what's going on. You know, this is why I left Earth, but now doesn't it turn out in the next movie? It's the, that's where all those pasty white mutants yeah. live. Yeah, I really, I really don't like the second one at all. It's got the set. It's it's it, it's like a complete flip flop. The the second one has very few redeeming qualities right. to it. About the only the only part of that second one that I really like is when the I can't even remember the character's name in that one. The 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 second guy that comes to the planet. Where he winds up underground and there's the great reveal when he realizes where he is. He's like in the New York City subway system or something. That's a great sequence. But the rest of it, it's just, it's, it's, it's classic sequel syndrome. It's like, let's tell the same exact movie all over again, but Without not near as clever as the first time. Yeah. 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 What are you afraid of, doctor? I'm going to do that from now on, too. <laughs> 
A gorilla smoking a cigar. You just don't see enough of that. <laughs> if you go on YouTube, there's plenty of videos of monkeys at zoos smoking cigarettes. I love them, too. I love... Have you seen the one with that monkey that smokes and you're not supposed to give it cigarettes? But pe- That goddamn monkey smokes just like a person. He crosses his legs and do-do-do, just sort of... You know, absentmindedly ashing it. It's just hilarious. To be transferred to the zoo. At this hour, who says so? Don't they tell you anything? The anti-vivisectionist society is up in arms. They're going to save this beast from those butchers in the lab. This guy reminds me of, this ape reminds me of Radar O'Reilly from MASH. signals to him. Beat that shit out of that guy. <laughs> bonk, bonk, on the head. <laughs> He's giving him a club. <laughs> it must be countersigned by Dr. Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit him too hard. Those masks are expensive. So you can talk. I'm Dr. Zira's nephew. This induction was her idea. I'm Huey. <laughs> Dewey and Louie will be along now. Now look at the bars that she's holding on to. She could walk. She could slip right between right. those two bars there. Take me with you. I want her. Now I just want to see his girlfriend just like stop right here and squat down and take a shit. Because <laughs> you know that's how it rolls. In the, you know what I mean? Well, I always thought it'd be funny is the moment they're outside, she just bolts. And yeah, she's yeah. Gone, but that's what that, that that would be more realistic too. Yeah. She's a wild. She is a wild animal. Yep. You know. Usually doesn't that that doesn't make sense in movies like this is is you know that a lot of times the characters won't play you know won't play along to save their own ass sometimes. right yeah they, they insist on like you know I want a suit it's like no no get get in your own house somewhere far away from the apes and then you can make yourself a suit you know right. you pretend to be a human you know. I'd be like, first thing we're doing, Missy, is getting you a bath. <laughs> then we're getting you a bikini wax. God, I didn't even think about that. I, does he even want any of that, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The, 
The Massengill plant is like miles underground now, you know. I love it. The first thing he does, he wants a gun and he says, I'm not going to be captured again. I love that. <laughs> you won't need them. <laughs> now Charlton has you get this you pry this gun away from my cold yep. dead hands yep exactly he's been humiliated for the last time he's well I'm just saying Charlton Heston was the like spokesman for the NRA forever, oh that's right <laughs> he got that gun he was just like Ch-ch-ch. in the second one I think so yeah that was That's another stupid. thing I really didn't like about the second one yeah just out of nowhere she, she can suddenly talk great music in this one that's the only bad thing about the soundtrack though is that it just kind of ends because the, after a point in this movie there's just there's a, a lot of music. Yeah, there's no more music. There's there's a long stretch all the way to the to the closing credits where there's just there's no music at all. So the soundtrack just kind of kind of peters out to be honest. I mean, not that it's bad, you know. It's just it's not like Star Wars where like there's a big battle at the end and then you know right. triumph and close out. It just right. it, it a, ends on kind of a whimper more than anything. That's a great one. That's, I wonder if that's a matte painting. It could be, but that's then beautiful. again, I don't know if, if you were out in the, the desert Grand Canyon area, you wouldn't have to make many map paintings. Yeah, it might be practical. I'm not sure. It sure is pretty, though. Well, they're shooting it from different angles, so. That's cool. It's hard to tell. If it's a mat, it's very well matted. Yeah. Although you would think you'd say, this reminds me a lot of my Grand Canyon back home. <laughs> right. No one knows. It's an ancient taboo set forth in the sacred scrolls. The lawgiver pronounced this whole area deadly. Who, Moses? <laughs> Shouldn't we be moving on? 
<laughs> Why are you asking me? I'm just a human. That's kind of cool that the nephew is like viewing Heston as being in charge. Right, yeah. <laughs> He pretty quickly took over. Beautiful cinematography in this movie. If you think about it, besides the 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 set, those sets and like. In costuming, this was a pretty. This, this didn't have necessarily have a really insane budget. It was. It well went to the to the costuming and yeah. the and the, the sp- makeup effects. Though. Yeah, because that that's one of the the things you'll notice in the subsequent sequels is they kept slashing the budget and slashing the budget, and it got to a point where, like, they'd have these crowd scenes of all these apes up in arms and everything. In like the back row, they were basically like in blackface. They didn't even have masks and stuff. Right. It's, it's terrible. Some of the later ones, because like you say, you wouldn't think. I mean, looking at just the set pieces, it doesn't look like it's a very expensive movie at all. Because I mean, it's not like you got spaceships buzzing around and all these big budget special effects and stuff. Why did you do that? Scream off your hair. My word, when I left it on the kids, you're in for beers. Beers? I don't go in. It makes you look less intelligent. <laughs> when will you show me what's in that page? Right now, if you like. What? I, I thought he was going to look at Nova and go, You next. <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> Did I ever tell that. you about apes? Apes bounce. <laughs> if there's any more shooting, Doctor Sayers, she'll be the first to go. You can count on it. Hey, you are not in command here. Put down that gun. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> The only difference between Heston and Shatner is Shatner would have gotten beat up and had blood coming off his lip and would have done the back of his hand around his lip and yep. his hand and go, oh, you're going to get it now. I'm going to kick your ass. I you brought the female of your species. I didn't realize that men could be monogamous on this planet. Yeah, find me three more and I'll prove you. <laughs> I'll prove that we're not. Science. Honor bound to expand the frontiers of knowledge. Hey, 
Except that he's also a chief defender of the faith. There is yeah. no contradiction between faith and science. True science. Are you willing to put that statement to the test? See, I don't know if uh, if this movie would take the same tack with religion and, and well, there's none of this in the remake. Oh no, the no. reimagining, I guess. It's not really a remake. No, it's at just all. an action. It's like everything else. It's an action movie, right? Let, just just like uh, just like we were talking about the new Star Trek. Yep. No comment on the human condition. I was going to say the this same is thing. All comment on the human yep, condition. That's all this is, and that's why. You give a movie like this to modern audiences, they'd be bored fucking stupid because I'm telling you, I, I, I directly link it to the dumbing down of our of our nation. I mean, people don't want to go to the movies and, and have to think. Think and, about stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you get in a conversation with some people about stuff that you have to think about, there's people who go, I don't want to talk about this. It gives me a headache. Right. I, I don't know how many times I've heard people go, I don't want to talk about this, this shit. It gives me a headache. Right. So they look at something like this, and rather than watch it and, and discover the, the intimacies of it and the intricities of it, they just look at it. Oh, it's stupid. It's a bunch of people in fucking talking. It's, it's talking monkeys, man. It's a dumb movie. It's not dumb at all. It's actually an incredibly intelligent and well put together film that makes you think. It makes you challenge your belief system, yeah. you know? Yeah. I like that. I mean, that observation right there by Heston was perfect. That the guy in charge of expanding science, you know, it's it's a direct conflict in, in the two interests. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the, basically, basically, Dr. Zayas is like the the Texas, like the, like the school boards in Texas who are trying to teach intelligent design in class, you know, or, you know. Or, or or teach Christianity in class. I love how they still think they're they, they think they're going to like give Zaya some sort of information that's going to change his mind. You know, what's funny too is that I don't know that it was this way when this movie was made, but these sorts of discoveries are happening today. Yeah, where the further back scientists are going, they're finding more advanced civilizations where we've always been taught. Our ancestors were, were idiots no. that came from yeah. caves and shit. Oh, no. Discovering that, in some cases, their civilizations may have actually been more advanced than the one well, we're living it's in like right a, now. It's like the ones with the star. I remember the star maps, and people were like, "Well, they're it, the only way they got these maps of the stars so accurately is is space, you know, space people." And then I, right. I, I saw Carl Sagan once, and he was like, "He's like, no, basically, they just understood math." You right. Know, it, we we just we're we're condescending because we didn't, you know, they didn't have the technology, but they knew math. It's it's sort of intrinsic in the human mind. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that what the hell else did they have to look at at night? You know. Yeah. 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 yeah.
Moses the lawgiver? That's what I think of every time I hear it. Just because Randy always used to call sandals Moses a lawgiver sandals. <laughs> Constructing a path. I'm like picking fleas off my mate. You said these things were found at the same level as that dog. I'm rolling my dog in a ball to throw it at you. Fabricated valve. <laughs> I knew it at all. He must have been a close relative because he had all the same weaknesses. He was a weak, fragile animal. But he was here before you. And he was better than you are. Catch, Bullshit. I can offer alternate descriptions of every one of those articles, which is just as ingenious as yours. But it can be conjecture, not proof. Some scene. Actually shoots one of them, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, I think he gets this guy. Yeah, so far he hasn't killed a single ape, so it's like a line gets That's crossed. a hell of a shot yeah. right there. Headshot. Not see, to mention the fact that it doesn't look like there's now. a clip in that rifle either. He knows now that he's. Shouldn't there be a clip in that rifle? If you want bullets to come out the end of it, there should be. Spock, help me, Spock. <laughs> oh, the agony! He was tricking him to come out. I gotta kill you right now. Come. And I love it. These guys always turn into total toadies when they get a gun to their back. Right. Now who's going to get gelded? <laughs> Lucius, are you all right? They took me by surprise. Sneaked up on me while I was feeding the horses. What's happened to honor? I got off two rounds to warn you. They've taken everything. Not quite everything. Now you see if this was a, t a show today... They would take Lucius, and they would have, like, a, a teenager show about teenage apes, you know? 
Some WB show. Planet of the Apes 90210. Yes, exactly. Smallville or, or you know, Apeville. Apeville. <laughs> A computer animated Planet of the Apes show would be awesome. I recently downloaded the music to the animated show. Have oh, really? Heard? Yeah. I think I have that here. It's great. That I, is I would, cheesy music, but it's, I would like to hear that. It has actually. a lot of the. See, the problem with this, the problem with anything beyond this movie is that. Over the years, I've come to the, the conclusion that, much like Logan's Run, I really didn't need more than this movie gave me. You right, know? right, right, right. Now, granted, I love Escape, but Escape, even Escape, in a lot of ways, suffers from well, sequel it, syndrome because well, there's it's, a lot it's of all, stretches. It's there's this movie in reverse is all it is. Instead of Heston going to their planet, they come to his planet. But you know, the Kirk but it is ingenious though. The Kirk connection, Montalban. Oh, there's two of them. There's Montalban, and then playing the president is the guy who was uh, Decker that committed suicide in the Doomsday Machine. Oh. I have to find... I heard there's an X-Files that has Simon Van Gelder in it played a crazy guy. <laughs> i got to see that. Our lawgiver. I love this part where he reads the scroll. That's it's great because it actually sounds like something that could be like from the Bible or something. It's right. great. The monkey Bible. The beast man. He is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport, or lust, or greed. Yea, he will murder his brother to possess his brother's land. Let him not breed in great numbers, for he will <laughs> make a desert, desert of his home. It's pretty and dead accurate. It is. It really is. Drive him back into his jungle there, for he, he is, is the harbinger of death. death. It's great. It's great. It's so perfect. And you're right. Yep. He is. When you find out the big twist at the end, it, it just, just drives like, it home yeah. exactly why Zeus was so scared. Yeah, man destroyed the planet, destroyed himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they think you're behaving foolishly. I must say I agree. Where will you go? To start with, I'll follow the shoreline in my nose. Suppose you find nothing but but wasteland. How will you survive? He won't survive. Fish? <laughs> There's a big ocean right there. He follows the shoreline. It leads to the dome city. <laughs> I'll eat Nova if I get too hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Better than going to jail for heresy. Oh, they can't convict us of heresy. You've helped prove our innocence. Yeah, yeah but you're it's leaving gone. now. Yep, yep. <laughs> as soon as he's gone, too. <laughs> I still say 
say you're making a mistake. I like... <coughs> it's subtle here. The teenager shakes his head because he's younger and more... You know, Roddy McDowell's like, what? Okay. Slipper the tongue. <laughs> Come on. All right. But you're so damned ugly. <laughs> you know, every girl I've ever dated. <laughs> this is like the story of my life. <laughs> movie just hits way too close to home now have you ever seen any of these actors without their apes ape makeup and then you look at them and just go they just don't look right (laughs) (laughs) so basically he's like the antichrist uh, pretty much yeah why because you're a man. And you're right. I have always known about man. That's what every girl said to Wisdom must walk hand in hand with his idiocy. Yeah. His emotions must rule his brain. He must be a warlike creature who gives battle to everything around him. Well, what about gorillas are pretty warlike? What? The gorillas, the gorillas are pretty warlike. That's true. Made a desert of it years ago. It's a trap. <laughs> Don't look for it, Taylor. You may not like what you find. Despite him I'll being a complete bastard, I He's really right. do like Doctor Zayas, though. I really no, do. Doctor. Z- That's the great thing about these old, like the. Star Trek, up and even into the next generation, but uh, Surly, Roddenberry, you know, you'd have a villain, but the villain wouldn't just be a like you know snidely whiplash bad guy. Right. You would have a motivation that made sense, and you could understand why they, you know, right. He's in opposition to the hero, but he's not necessarily an evil person, you know. He's he's actually looking after. He's trying to protect the apes. He sort of sounds like Hengus, doesn't he? He does. I may just have saved it for you. What will he find out there, Doctor? We'll find out in a minute. <laughs> that little scene I always thought could get cut right there. Just, just the part of her standing yeah. next to you. That it was just a little too much. You don't need, you don't need it. Be- Once again, now we're back to beautiful, yep. beautiful long shot. Look at that, just. I'm telling you, it would not surprise me at all to find out that this is the same stretch of beach from Logan's Run, because it really does look the same. What studio was that that did Logan's Run? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I want to say Paramount, but... But it could... It was, well, when Logan's Run, the TV show was on, it was on CBS, too. Right. 
So these were both... See right there looks like where they dubbed in the city in, in Logan's Run. Uh -huh. But I don't know. I can, I'm not positive. Well, I would say 99% certainty that this was probably California. They'll probably say at the end, they'll probably say filmed a location at right. you know, Big Sur or something like that. I forgot there was these, music in this part. These are almost like, uh, you know, omniscient. Lot, just tons of omniscient. There, very right. few movies take an omniscient point of view nowadays either, too, and I miss that. That's why I loved Stanley Kubrick, because he had that om omniscient feel to everything, you know. It was almost a non-judgmental. This has still got to be... And this and this would be this would be one of the main attractions at Planet of the Ape Worlds, a forced perspective. <laughs> right. I mean, I would say this I don't know. It's, like, it's hard for me to choose between this and the reveal in in Empire, but I would say that this is probably my favorite. Oh, like this, this, this. Like, if it wasn't for this, like M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong would never have a. This is the ultimate, the original. You know, this is a Rod Serling too. The twist ending. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. But and this but is almost real an afterthought. Is that's the funny thing is that you know this is what this movie's remembered for by those that know, but it's almost an afterthought. Very Kirk-like. Fall to your knees. Really did it. Cleon bastards, you killed my son. <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. Then it becomes the cover to uh, Commandy number one. <laughs> Although it doesn't make sense because that's, you know, the, the Statue of Liberty isn't near a big rock formation no matter how long. Well, yeah, like, I thought of that one time watching this too is that, you know, how much damage did the, did the atomic war do that yeah. it actually shifted the, the topography of the land, you know? See, George Taylor. And they never call him George at all, ever in the movie. So why throw that in there? See, no music at no all. No music, just. I love just, it. Although, uh, it, he doesn't say another, is it? You see him go, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> National Park Service, that's all they say. Yeah. Very simple, uh, very simple closing credits. Well. That's it? That's it for the closing was, credits? Holy that shit. That was it. Play not even the time apes, to, man. Not even time to play the remix of the... Nothing. <laughs> yo, yo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Planet yeah. of the Apes. <laughs> got Vanilla Ice doing Yeah, the... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Kayla. We're loin cop. <laughs> That's what it would be nowadays. Yeah, it would be. Goddamn motherfucking... Oh you man! Went ahead and did it. I love that movie. You ruined. <laughs> I don't know that this is the most exciting what, commentary we've done. If we ever, we, if we ever meet Burton, we should fall to our knees and be like, "You son of a bitch! You did it! <laughs> you maniac! You maniac. you fucked it up! <laughs> God damn you all to hell!"
Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two True Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.